What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DIY Music. This is Brad. Um, and as always, I will start the show out by apologizing because uh, it's, uh, you know, I I haven't done the show in, in a while and um, it, it was because of the call-ins. I, I more than appreciate them, but I'm so bad at getting around to them and um, I just uh, I just didn't want to open up the Anchor app to record an episode because I didn't want to see those messages that I hadn't responded to. So my apologies to everyone that's called in. Um, it's something I'm not very good at and I guess we're all going to have to accept that if uh, if I'm going to do some more episodes here. But um, let's, let's get right into the meat of everything. Um, just know that if, if you called in, I apologize for not getting back to you. I'm not very good about that. But Brad with DIY music. Let's get into it. I'm going to be talking about a pretty interesting night that I had last night. Um, and uh, I was working on a remix and just kind of my my thought process and what led me to be successful last night. So um, just a normal night, you know, normal work day. I was probably going to do some music and but, you know, nothing too extraordinary. <clears throat> and then I saw a message on Instagram on uh, an artist post that said, you know, hey, there, there's an acapella link in my bio. So, you know, if you want to do a remix, go ahead and do that. You know, just kind of putting out the call to everyone. And uh, one of my favorite rappers, Hus Kingpin. So um, I just kind of went straight into action. And... I I was able to complete the entire thing by the end of the night. So we're talking, I don't know, six to eight hours of work. You know, I was up pretty late, later than I normally would be, but I had to kind of keep pressing to, to move forward. Um, so, and I, I realized that my thought process throughout the remix was quite different where I, you know, because of that time crunch, because I knew that there were, you know, any other producer that saw that same post was going to be submitting a remix as well. You know, I, this is, wasn't something that I could necessarily sit on for a week and, and perfect and, and do all this and that. So it was just straight action. You know, there, there wasn't, um, you know, a bunch of hemming and hawing and like, well, I don't know if I like this synth thing. Let's move this here. Like it was just go, go, go. And that was one of the the first points I wanted to talk about is I I was able to do that with with any success that I had last night. All of that was because of all those nights that I spent that were just, you know, like another Tuesday night, just working on music, getting out the software, trying new software, trying new patches, going to a new website. Um, I've been using Spire recently, which I'm sure I'll talk about on the show here. You know, just finding out about all those little things, finding out about, you know, like if does this software need to be updated? Okay, it updated, but it didn't work properly. So you got to fix this, you know, all that, all that dumb stuff that's not fun, but it is constructive, you know, because I had so much of that time recently, you know, of just of just practice putting in those hours when it was go time and there wasn't any time to to double think things it was uh i i relied on all that experience that i had so that would be uh you know the the first thing that i learned is just you know even when there's no remix when there's no pressing issues that you have to you know create just just do something just just put in that time show up 
learn something in an evening or mess some stuff up, you know, update your software, make, make sure everything's up to, up to snuff and that everything, you know, your, your hardware is working properly. I was recently dealing with Yukon from Avid and that my, uh, my mix controller, the Avid artist mix was just out of commission for some reason. And it was just crashing every time. And I had to get on a few, you know, just do, do a few Google searches and just find out what the hell was going on. And, and then update the Pro Tools software and all kinds of stuff. Just making sure all that stuff is good. Um, the second thing that was pretty interesting was I, uh, I I write in Machine and I mix in Pro Tools. But because the artist had an acapella that drums had to be synced to, um, there was real no, no real reason to do the whole remix in the first place if I couldn't find the right spot to get the drums working. And so I, I opened up Pro Tools and had Machine going at the exact same time. And one workflow that I found that was extremely productive for me was uh, exporting, you know, like, like getting my 4-bar, 8-bar, 16-bar loop, whatever it was, um, getting that set in Machine exporting that as a WAV file and then bring it right into Pro Tools, basically just moving it right along down the assembly line where, you know, before I probably would have said like, oh, you know, the bass needs more of this and this. And then what I had to think was just, uh, you know, the the song as a remix, you know, the, the vocals are fine, the reverb, all that stuff. He, The, the artist has that the way that, that he wants it. You know, it's, it's sounding good. There's no reason to mess with that. The song structure is already there. So I just tried to keep moving things along, you know, and then within Pro Tools, that's where I would set the loop. Um, and I was also doing longer loops. This helped me. So, you know, it was it was within rap. I, I change genres a lot. So that's why I would mention the genre from ambient. Recently, I've been doing chill hop. So within rap, you know, uh, 16 bar verse, um, I I wanted to have that that 16 bar length. So, you know, with, within my samples so that, uh, it, it kind of progresses throughout those 16 bars. So, you know, as opposed to a two bar or four bar loop, that just kind of keeps repeating and repeating. I did a full 16 bar loop on the sample, played it live. And even though it was, it was essentially two notes, but I, I included a lot of variation and then, just through kind of serendipity, the sample hit a little bit differently in a few occasions, and it, and it just kind of triggered the sample a little bit differently. So throughout those 16 bars, I had some variety there. Um, let me catch my breath here. I've been talking a lot. So I hope everybody's doing well, and, and thank you so much for tuning in. I've I, I've been seeing the numbers and stuff, and I've been thinking about it, and it's it's so cool that that you guys are listening, and so that's why I wanted to kind of jump on here. Aside from my my shortcomings with the uh, with the voicemails and all that, but uh, let's let's see what else was up with that remix. Um, so, like I said, the vocals were in a good spot. Um, then it kind of came time to oh okay yeah yeah sorry I'm I'm just kind of freestyling this. Um, another thing that I tried was, uh, using my synthesizers and stuff, all this stuff from native instruments and, and other companies, um, going to synths that I knew that I kind of kept going back to, those were my home base as opposed to, <coughs> excuse me, as opposed to trying out something that I didn't, 
you know, like so, so massive is one that I really don't spend a lot of time on, but I do use a couple contact instruments nonstop, you know, like, like third party contact instrument that I know quite well. And so that's what I went to first, rather than kind of dig through a million samples on, on massive and not really know what they're going to sound like. I went to what I knew and then started laying that foundation. And then I also, um, I, I wasn't too precious about it. About halfway through, I scrapped most of what I came up with and decided to go with a whole different approach. But what I did, because everything was still in the same key, um, I was able to keep a few of those synth parts that I wrote, pan them left and right, and then that provided a nice kind of like interlude break where I actually stopped using the sample because um, that kind of thing would get kind of... Um, not quite irritating, but, uh, you know, you might stop hearing it as new information. So, um, during an interlude in the song, I kind of cut the sample out, brought those synth parts that I wrote initially, pan those left and right, ha had those play for a few minutes or, you know, not, not a few minutes, a couple bars, and then brought that sample back in. So, so knowing when something is not working, and again, I didn't, overthink things. I didn't have to go take my, my walk around the neighborhood with my headphones and do a test mix. It was just, okay, this, this isn't working right. Scrap it. Try something new. Um, so yeah, let me, uh, think the, so yeah, I think I covered a lot of the writing. I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about as far as the, the writing aspect of it. Um, so then it 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 became time to deliver a listenable product. After I got the samples and drums in there, the bass still wasn't hitting quite the way I wanted to, but you know, I I did my best. Um and I I tried to maneuver some samples and try uh, like I don't know, four or five different ways to do the bass and and I I came up with some sub bass. But there came a time last night where I had to stop writing and start mixing. And so th there are a couple things with that. The, the first one is I had already started to make that transition before I had decided to make that transition. So that was kind of an interesting thing. I found myself bringing up mixing plugins and going for EQs and compressors while I was still not decided that I was in the mixing phase. So that was one thing. I had to pause, you know, because I was working extremely quickly last night. Even though it took me six hours, I was going, 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 you know, <laughs> just frantically. Um, so I had to kind of pause for a second and think, okay, I'm no longer writing this. You know, yeah, I might go back to machine, change like a little thing or the two, but I'm, I'm no longer in the writing phase. So everything else I'm going to be doing tonight is all mixing. Um so I, I made that decision that helped me kind of not be in two places at once mentally. Um, another thing with the mixing was I had to decide to, to what extent am I going to mix, you know, um, mixes can take weeks and months sometimes and, you know, or, or just a couple of days of, of very intense work. So I had to kind of decide to leave the vocals alone and I added, it was extremely sparse, actually. Um, my, my mixing approach was, was very, uh, maybe holistic. I don't know if that's the right word here, but, um, just really trying not to overdo it. I, I barely used any EQ 
barely did anything actually and i'm i'm super happy with the end result like i barely touched the eq a, a lot of what i did was um like bus compression um i did some cla 76 on the bass parts and tried some side chain compression uh this this is interesting cuz it's all coming back to me bit by bit here um one thing i did was I was I was using a drum loop. So you've got kick, snare, hi-hat, all that is in one track. So you couldn't easily sidechain compress that kick to the bass. Um, so what I ended up doing was I duplicated the drum track and then just use a, like a, uh, I guess, a makeshift low-pass filter basically cutting out all the high-end information so that with the frequency, I was able to get all, pretty much only the kick drum audible. Then I sent that to a bus to trigger the compressor. I would think I was using the SSL, kind of a strange choice perhaps for a sidechain, I don't know. Um, and I, I don't know if it even did exactly the work I wanted to, but it was there and, and I, I hope that it helped. Um, but just kind of thinking outside the box there and thinking quickly too, rather than sit there and try to route of like, how do I send and like, like an aux bus or something. And there is like, no, th this is the, <laughs> the easiest way to do it is duplicate the track, cut out all the high frequencies and then send that to a compressor to trigger. And, and that was, you know, just thinking about that, we're like, you don't have to make everything all pretty. Like it, it, it was one of the best beats I've made in a long time. I, I think, and it was also one of the messiest sessions in Pro Tools and Machine that I've ever had, but it made complete sense to me, and and having to work that quickly and, uh, or, you know, I, having to think that quickly was just invigorating of, of just realizing how much junk I probably waste my time on in my workflow, and uh, so I would really suggest that, you know, it's this one just kind of came about, wasn't expecting it. But, you know, if there's any time-sensitive projects that you can try, I would highly suggest it. Just having that time crunch, you'll get a whole new perspective on your workflow. And then with what I did with, you know, a, a remix, basically making new music around an acapella, if the remix doesn't go anywhere, I've still got a beat that I'm super happy with. Like, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, so, you know, even if the artist doesn't choose it... Um, I, I've still got a beat that I can, you know, sell on BeatStars or Spotify or what what have you, you know, and anything that you want to do with it. So if there's any, you know, I'm sure there's a million remix contests. Just please always be careful about your publishing and all that kind of stuff because I don't want to see anybody get, you know, taken because there's some some strange remix, you know, that's where you got to read the fine print. But um, so I'm going to end it there. Um, thank you all for listening. This is Brad. My band is called The National Pool, P-O-O-L. We're up on Spotify and iTunes, and I've got releases scheduled every Friday pretty much throughout January. So mid-November to January, every Friday, The National Pool up in Spotify. And that's something that I'll talk about as well, my, my current Spotify strategy and all that. I'll, I'll be back with some more episodes, but I, I probably won't check the voicemails. And, and again, you know, my, my apologies and all that. Much love.